We welcome all of our new online listeners. Hi, my name is Dr. Stephen Finney, the hosting pastor of XL Church in IOM America. My wife Jane and I are blessed that you decided to join us. XL represents Exchange Life. Our church is an outreach of IOM America. Everything we do sits upon the pedestal of compassion. So let's get started. Enjoy the worship, illustrated videos, prayer, and weekly message. I'm so busy right now. I just I don't just don't have the time. I just don't have time. They'll just say no. They'll just say no. They'll just say no. They always do. They always do. They always do. It's not like it's not I'm, like I'm an evangelist. It's not like I'm an evangelist. I don't want anyone to think I'm a religious fanatic. A religious fanatic. To think I'm a religious fanatic. I'm afraid of being rejected. I'm afraid of being I'm rejected. afraid of being rejected. Hi, I'm Don Moen. Psalm 22, verse 3 promises that God will be enthroned on the praises of His people. Yeah. 
crying out to you, God. We're crying out to you, God. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Hear our prayer, God. Oh Lord, would you hear our prayer? Would you pour out your spirit? this generation forgive our sins Psalm 121 says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Let's continue to pray. Let's continue to believe because God will hear and answer our prayers for protection, for provision, for healing. So, Lord, we thank you that you never slumber, you never sleep. You're aware of what we're going through right now, and we come to you today believing for you to hear and answer our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. on a journey, a journey through the book of Revelation. Our main theme is unfolding the power of prophecy. One of the key things we need to keep in mind here is that the book of Revelation is not a book of prophecies. It is prophecies that you've been given since the first day of man being fulfilled. We're honored that you decided to join us. We certainly expect you to be challenged and blessed. Most Christians today avoid the study of this book. There's probably good reasons to that because of the supposed symbols that are within this book. We need to take special care of those symbols because those symbols are communicating exact truth about the book of Revelation. As for our little fellowship, the Lord has blessed us with a deep understanding of his prophecies. I personally have been studying them for over 30 years. We pray that all who listen today will be motivated to study his final words to the seven churches.
2.20 Revelation Series. We're honored that you're able to join us today. We have a very special topic, the seven trumpets. Today we're going to talk about the first two trumpets and how they affect the ecology of the earth. Let's review our scripture for today. We're going to be reading out of Revelation chapter 8, verses 6 through 9. And it says, And the seven angels who had seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound them. The first sounded, and there came hail and fire mixed with blood. They were thrown to the earth, and a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. The second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea. And a third of the sea became blood. And a third of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And a third of the ships were destroyed. God bless his word. Let's take a look at the trumpet overview. Trumpets are the most significant musical instrument in scripture. Overall, they are a symbol of announcing victory and many times a call to war. We find in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 and 13, God uses them to announce the rapture, which is classified as a victorious call, purely celebrating that the remnant of the seven churches had made it to the rapture. Each of the seven trumpets unleashes a specific predestined judgment of greater intensity per trumpet, but yet, not as destructive as the seven bowls found in chapter 16. The first four trumpets destroyed the earth's ecology. The next two produced demonic destruction of humanity. And the seventh trumpet introduces the final outpouring of God's wrath contained in the seven bowls of judgment. Here's the seven coming trumpets. First one is... Hail, fire, and blood. And of course that affects ecology. Second is a fiery mountain into the sea, and a third of the sea becomes blood. The third trumpet, stars fall into a third of the rivers. Fourth trumpet, a third of the sun, moon, and stars are darkened. Fifth seal, demon locusts from the abyss are released. The abyss is the bottomless pit. Sixth trumpet is rather wicked. Two hundred million demonic riders released from the Euphrates. Of course, when we get to the specific chapters addressing these trumpets, you'll learn more details about them, but this reveal does tell us that there are millions of demonic beings that are presently contained and restricted from leaving the Euphrates River. And of course, if you have joined us in past episodes, you know that the Euphrates is where the Tree of Knowledge and the city of Babylon is located. Finally, we have the seventh trumpet. This is a good one because this is the time when the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of the triune of God. Of course, Jesus is that king, and he's above all other kings. But the end result of all of these 
trumpet shouting and the bowls of wrath being released is that God has full control over this defiled earth once again. The first angel boldly walked before the throne, raised his trumpet, and sounded a blast that would change the course of eternity. Soon after the echoing blast, it began to hail chunks of ice, mixing itself with fire, which is symbolic of the wrath of God. And then, blood. Keep in mind, none of these are symbolic in nature. Each are describing real-time details that'll take place with these trumpets. All three of these within this particular trumpet shout has all the ingredients of judgment ready to be delivered from heaven. When this judgment hits the earth, a third of the earth is completely burned up. That means a third of the trees and the grass are torched on impact. Can you possibly imagine the sight of this? Think about it. Ice with fire, coated with blood, being dropped from heaven like a meteor finding its target. It will be a sight to behold, that's for sure, for those earthlings who were on the earth at that time. Take a little extra time and read Exodus chapter 9, verses 18 through 25. Hail is always associated in scriptures as eternal judgment, as is fire. You can read that in Genesis 19.24. The mixture of fire and blood is reminiscent of the day of judgment. You can read that in Joel chapter 2 verse 30. Fire equals refinement and blood equals payment. In our passage it reveals God's plan of burning up the defiled earth. Along with mankind paying the price for their torturous deeds down through the generations. Science tells us that if a meteor shower of this magnitude occurred, it would activate the shifting of the platelets on the earth, resulting in massive volcanic lava flow globally. In reality, our imagination can't even picture this scene. It is too horrific. The mystery of blood mixed with fire is unknown to us. It may be blood coming from the heavens with the fiery meteors, or it may be the blood from the people of the earth who are affected by the impact of these meteors. Whatever the creational scientific explanation, this deluge of death was thrown to the earth by God, destroying all life sources humanity depends upon. The effects of such catastrophic meteor storm would be widespread and devastating enough to not only gain the attention of the other two-thirds of the earth dwellers, but also creates a global panic while dissolving the addiction man has with ecology and the worship of the beast of the field. Now the second trumpet. The second angel sounded, something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea became blood and a third of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. While the earth dwellers were still trying to recover from the devastating fireballs of the first angel, John views an even more terrifying sign of doom falling from heaven. The judgment of the first trumpet fell on the ecology of the land. That of the second trumpet 
is onto the sea, which is where we get our food source. Initially, God created the seas as a blessing for mankind. With this blessing came oxygen and the recycling of the ecological system, which provides life to the air and beasts of the sea, thus having seafood for our evening meals. Now God is about to take it away as a punishment for worshiping ecology over the Creator. By way of resourcing their remotest evolutionary ancestors evolving from the sea. Now think about that. This one trumpet completely takes care of the global religion of evolution. By this time this judgment hit the earth, the masses will have evolution as their reasons and existence for humanity. For this reason God destroys their God. Can you imagine a mountain-sized something coming out of the sky headed directly toward the seas? On fire, I might add. Most interpret this as a massive meteor. Surrounded by flaming gases set ablaze by the friction of the Earth's atmosphere, which is most likely the case. This mass will be so large that the whole of the Earth will see it. Certainly will experience its impact. As present-day scientists reveal, a meteor of this size would devastate a third of the Earth's crust. Continue to remember that the first trumpet devastated a third of the Earth. Now, the second third is destroyed. Now, how does the water turn to blood? Well, I think it's pretty simple. Every beast within this third of the seas in this judgment is killed, which equals blood. The impact will also generate unimaginable huge tidal waves, which affect the final third of the earth. These tidal waves affect the ships on the sea, which disrupts commerce and transportation, resulting in global economic chaos. Simply put, God devastates Satan's Roman economic system in one simple trumpet blast. Rome has always been represented as a great mountain. It is not surprising that God uses the word picture of a mountain crashing to the earth and affecting the economic system of the new Roman Empire, which is spoken of in the book of Revelation. Knowing that the first Roman Empire was a great mountain, was built on seven mountains. Could it be the second is as well? Wherever this new Roman Empire is, know that it is being shaken and robbed of its prosperity, just as the destruction of Babylon, which is another name for Rome. Jeremiah 51, verse 25. Behold, I am against you, O destroying mountain, who destroys the earth, declares the Lord, and I will stretch out my hand against you and roll you down from the crags, and I will make you a burnt-out mountain. This is probably the Old Testament prophecy of both the Old Rome and the New Rome mentioned in the book of Revelation. I will speak on the topic of this new Roman Empire later, but know at this point in the study that it will make old Babylon look like child's play. 
and the second trumpet destroys its foundation. In our up-and-coming message of the seven trumpets, we're going to be spending some time talking about Revelation chapter 8. The third angel sounded, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of waters. The name of the star is called Wormwood, which is one of the 13 names of Satan. It means gall or bitter. And a third of the waters became wormwood, and many men died from the waters because they were made bitter. We are glad that you joined us today. We understand that study in the book of Revelation is a challenge. We also want you to remember that it is impossible for you to comprehend the deep truths stated in the book of Revelation unless you have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit living inside you. If you're an unbeliever, a non-Christian listening to these particular messages, at some point in time you're going to have to make a decision to either refute Christ or to accept him. In the PDF of this particular message, and most of our messages, we have a salvation prayer at the bottom of that PDF. Please keep that in mind. Again, thank you for joining us. We look forward to reconnecting with you in our next message. Until next time.